2: So last time, we were travelling across most of the kingdom in order to finally lift the curse of Black Tor. We had got all the way now to the village of Wonderstone. And we, just, and, and we were gathering provisions before we make our way into Dragonmere Deep. Now we continue. You spend the night in Wanderstone. Gar arranges for quarters at the set- settlement's grand Wham- suckle while you, Wellenor, and Jod tend to the horses, stabling them just down the lane. As the day drifts towards dust, you can't seem to shake the unsettling feeling that you and your companions have been followed here. In an effort to ease your mind, you make mention of your nagging suspicions to Gar, the grey bearded woodsman listens to your concerns and tells you he has suspected the same. From what Airflow has told us, and that wasn't much mind, there are a good number of parties that might be interested in your comings and goings, he says. We'll be ready for anything that comes our way, Zoop. Have no worries about that. Gar finishes off the flagon of ale he's been holding and slaps you on the shoulder. Off to bed with me, he says. We'll be starting out early tomorrow, out of Wonderstone and into the swamp. Dawn breaks over Wonderstone and you and find you and your three guides already on the move. Even before the early morning haze is completely burned off, the four of you have reached the southern edge of Dragonmere deep, just to the north of the settlement. Looks just like one big swamp to me, says Jod, his eyes scouring the line of stunted blackened trees the form a blackened wall along the border of the bog. Don't worry, Zoop. We know our way through it, of course. Gar knows it better than anyone. We'll be knocking on the temple door before long. Gar tells you that we'll look to pick up a tra- trail he knows well, not far inside the edge of the swamp. He says the trail will lead you directly to the area of the bog, in which you'll find the Temple of Fallen Tree. Watch your step in there, and keep your eyes open, says Gar, as the three of you pick your way through the stomp, stomp's tangled outer defences. It takes only a few minutes for Gar to find the trail. With the path he points out to you looks nothing like a tra- any track you might have recognised, all three of your guides were elated at discovery. Moving as quickly as the treacherous terrain will allow, the four of you dive deeper into the southern reaches of the perilous mire. For over two hours, you make steady progress along the meandering, barely discernible trail that snakes its way through the tangled swamp. Moving from one firm per- per- patch of ground to the next, now and again Gar stops and leans down to examine the damp perf. On each occasion he rises and tells the four of you and tells you that the four of you are heading in the right direction. You sense, however, that Gar is looking for something else during his infrequent examinations of the ground, something he hasn't told you or the others about. Not long after one of his stops to examine the trail, the path abruptly forks, Clearing northeast and southeast, round a large outcropping of rock that rises out of the spongy, moss covered ground. There's a mark on the top of that stone I made years back, says Gar, taking a dra- draft from his water skin. We can go northeast or southeast from here. Southeast is the shorter of the pass, but likely be a bit more watery that way. Northeast is a bit long, but perhaps firmer. Beyond that, I don't think I have anything else to say. What do you think, Zoop? I'll leave the decision to you. Okay, I'll go northeast then. Because water, uh, you can drown in it. And that would be an embarrassing end after all of this. Northeast. Oh, the northeast fork it will be since got. It might take us just a bit longer, the way but I think we'll have firmer ground under our feet. I'll take the lead, and you three follow close. Keep your eyes open. You covered several hundred yards along the new branch of the path, where Layla suddenly mentioned the ground feels odd. He stomps on the path and shakes his head. Can you feel that? he asks, looking to each of you in turn. Gar and Jod shake their heads. It feels like it's hollow. Doesn't it feel like it's hollow? Do you feel that, Zoop? There's something hollow all right, says Rainor smirking. And it's covered by the ugly skull cap of yours. Want me to come on over and take a whap of that Wap on it. Listen, says John, gnawing gnawing Rainless ceasing. I'll stomp again, you do three dust with a loud rumble and a wash of air. The trail directly beneath your feet suddenly gives way. You instinctively shoot out your arms in a vain... In a desperate grip, bid to grab onto something. But the effort is in vain. You tumble headlong into darkness, darkness. Through a shower of earth and stone. Picking a number. Bonus. 40. 20 from agility. 10 from body. 10 from luck. Gotta get 75 or more. Picking. 66 failure. You land hard on what feels like packed earth driving the wind from your lungs. 19 damage, not so bad. Wounded and dazed from the fall, but still very much alive, you stagger to your feet, grasping for breath. Begin to take in your new surroundings. As you gather your bearings and bring your trusty light source to light, begin to realise you're now alone, standing in a broad, slightly rounded urban tunnel running north and south the unmistakable stench of what fills the damp air? There was no sign of your three companions. And you pray they did not topple into the hidden shaft after you. A large mound of earth and rubble sits against the e- east wall of the Tunnel. You can only assume it now blocks the collapse- collapsed shaft from which you fell. You properly resolved to find your way out of this dark lair. Continue on with your mission falling victim to whatever bored these large tunnels. You're standing at the base of a tall mound of earth and rubble. To the north and south, the broad earthen tunnel passes out of sight into darkness. Just beyond the towering mound, now collapsed and inaccessible, is the shaft through which you fell. So I've got onto some sort of dungeon map I'm near the southeast corner. I'm gonna make my way north. You trek along the tunnel. Your trek along the tunnel comes to abrupt halt as a large carnage crawler emerges from the gloom up ahead. The hideous, many legged insect, its fanged winged circular mouth stretched wide, surges forward and attacks. It's a large carnage crawler. The carnage crawler snaps at you with its powerful fang filled wing. And jaws. The savage bite of your enemy tears into your flesh for 14 damage. But it goes down anyway. 5 XP. You step back from the oozing carcass of the carnage crawler. And make a quick check of your equipment. With your eyes starting to water from the nauseating odour rising up from the creature's remains. You promptly set off along the tunnel. Alright, to the northeast side. Here's another large carnage crawler. Quick combat it. And it, it dies like the first one. Northeast side. A scattering of bones, including several human skulls, litters the floor at this end of the urban tunnel. Make a quick search of the rom- <coughs> remains and discover the following. Okay, it's some pretty... Decent loot. I'll just take it and th- 23 gold. Satisfied you haven't overlooked anything, you once again prepare to set off and find your way out of this dark subterranean lair. Okay. Going west now, there's another large carnage crawler. And it's now 5 XP and a pile of stinky mess. And then another one, 6 XP. Right, little alcove, just... northern alcove, just west. And there's some more stuff to loot in there. And 33 gold as well. Alright, another large carnage crawler. Alright. Alright, that was in the northwestern side I just got to. Alright, what's in the southwestern side? Massive carnage crawler. Okay, I think that's the same as the others. 8 XP. 64 XP to general. A foul stench rises from the oozing carcass of the massive carnage crawler. With your eyes watering, you take a few moments to check over your gear, for once again setting off along the tunnel. Large carnage crawler. 5 XP. Alright, southwest corner. What could be there? As you reach the end of the tunnel, you immediately take note of a wide column of pale light flintering down for an angled shaft in the western wall. Much sure your profound relief, the broad earthen chute, which is large enough to accommodate you, appears to climb up to the surface far above. I should do that now, but I'm not quite done exploring here yet. Okay. Here's some loot. And 22 gold. There we are. I'm pretty much in the middle. There's a bit more loot and 24 gold. It all adds up. It all adds up. Even if there isn't really anything for me to do with all that gold, now that I have more than half a million of it, by quite a margin. Well, I guess it's just just a principle, I guess. If you can get gold, you get it. Climb up the earthen shaft towards a distant light. You scramble up the steep earthen chute and breathe a deep sigh of relief when your head finally pokes up into the open air. Before you even had a chance chance to get your bearings, four hands take hold of your arms and hoist you out the tunnel you set down on your feet at the edge of the dark opening through which you just emerged, directly before your three startled guides. Well, where have you been? asked Gar. That's a carnage crawlers hole you just pout, popped out of. I shudder to think what you might have run into down there. It, it was carnage crawlers, and quite a lot of them, but no, real, no big deal for someone like me. Provide your companions with a brief but colourful account of your trek through the tunnels, ending with your battle against the massive carnage crawler. Gnar initiates a shoulder cross and tells you he's glad to have, have you back above ground. I hate to return to High Meadow and say we lost you down some hole in the swamp, he says. Well, he says smirking. Well then, from now on we'll tread just a bit more carefully. After taking a few minutes to recover from your wasted deal, you quickly check over your gear, and then once again set off for the ruin temple, with your three guides leading the way. It's early afternoon when Gar announces you're approaching the ruins of Fallen Tree. As you, as you slap one of the countless biting insects that's taken to feasting on, taken to feast on you since first setting foot in this swamp, Jod nudges your arm and points to the north, there, rising out of the soft ground, the edge of a dark pool of muck, are the splintered remains of several towering pillars. As you and your guides make your way up to the sunken columns, you quickly spot several engravings of the headless lady, adorning the ancient stonework, Wulinah, Gar and Jod pause and bow their heads in the direction of the car's symbols, before continuing past. There we have it, says Jod, Move, moving up with you to stand by Gar on the broad shelf of stone that sits at the edge of the dark pool, only inches above the churning, slow-churning muckanoos, most ancient of our temple soup. Perhaps not much to look at these days. But can you imagine what it must have been like when it was first built? Still, it is grand. Like, I like just a peek inside. Staring out across the pool, your eyes are filled by the crumbly, moss covered structure that seems to stretch out of the very depths of Dragonmere Deep. Though not as large as Black Tor, the Temple of Fallen Tree still retains much of its ancient grandeur. A tall stone arch, set into the windowless southern wall of the structure, houses a set of massive stone doors. The enormous doors, which stand ajar, are covered by engravings of tackerbacks. Gar turns his gaze away from the temple, and is about to speak when he suddenly claps his hands to the hilt of his sheath blade. Ta- taking their cue from his unspoken single, where no one jots, spin to look in the direction he's facing their hands shooting towards their weapons. As you turn your eyes to the west, they fall upon a terrifying scene. What is it? Is it the undead? Have they finally caught up with me? A vast legion of undead, their tattered raiments bearing the insignia of Blacktor, are stalking through the swamp, moving swiftly and silently towards you. The army of skeletons and ghouls, preceded by the stench of death that rises up from its nightmarish ranks, it begins to spread out as it draws near. He realises at once the undead have come for you. They are trying to prevent you from opening the temple. Hurry! Get inside the temple! Temple cries Gar, we can hold them off. Find the statue and get rid of the curse. We'll see to this. For you immediately sense this is not the first time your three guys have faced this sort of danger. The sheer number, the sheer number of undead closing in, may prove to be overwhelming, even for these three Star Wars warriors. While Jar, while Gar, Jod, and Wainor move into position and prepare to engage the first wave of undead. Your mind races as you hurriedly contemplate your next move. So I can head into the temple and deal with the curse here and now. Or stay outside and deal with the curses. And help deal with the curse's latest problem. Probably better to deal with the root of the problem. Head into the f- ruined Temple of Fallen Tree. If it pains you to leave the three men in such a perilous position. You quickly realise that by finding the statue of the Headless Lady and witting yourself with the Curse of Black Tor, you are likely to do far more for your companions than you could by joining the fight. You only hope that Gar, Wenor, and Jod will be able to hold off the undead long enough for you to complete your mission. Hurry! cries Gar as he prepares to engage yet another staggering member of the pressing undead horde. Go now! All we'll will be lost! We can hold them! Hurry! Without a second thought, you turn and rush towards the ruins. You pass beneath a crumbling arch filled by a pair of massive stone doors. And grey takapaks cover both the outside of the doors and the inside of the towering arch. Just beyond the doors, you step into a shadowy passage. Without warning, the stone doors at your back close with a reverberating thud shutting out the dim light from the swamp outside and instantly casting you into darkness. Wasting no time, you hold aloft your light. It splutters to life, chasing away the deepest of the gloom that surrounds you. You attempt to push open the massive stone doors, but they refuse to budge. You quickly come to the grim conclusion. You are now trapped in this ancient temple. Despite this unsettling turn of events, you refuse to allow it to affect your mission. Determined to find the statue of the Headless Lady and rid yourself of the curse of Black Tor, you promptly set off to explore the ruins of Fallen Tree. Okay, I'm in another dungeon. You're standing just inside the massive stone doors through which you've entered the ruined temple. The doors are sealed shut. There doesn't appear to be any way of opening. I'll assume, once I've done what I've come here to do, they will open on their own. They usually do. Okay, making my way to the southeast corner. A sinister, lurching figure suddenly emerges from the gloom ahead. You instinctively draw yourself into a defensive stance as the unmistakable stench of death fills the passage. Begin. Skeletal Avenger. A skeletal Wire slashes at you with his rusted sword. Okay. It's daily down. And down he goes. Or she. Or it. Or any other gender you, might, you you might care for. 25 XP. Stepping over the remains of the undead creature. You promptly resume your trek along the passage. More eager than ever to find the statue of the foreheadless lady and rid yourself of Black Tor's curse. Alright here, a sinister lurching figure suddenly emerges from the gloom ahead, who instinctively draw yourself into a defensive stance as the unmistakable stench of death fills the passage. This is an avenging ghoul. What's it avenging? It doesn't really say. I guess it might just be all-purpose avengence. You know, just just an undirected avengence, where you're just avenging on anything in particular, on anything in sight, for any old thing, that anything at all. I'll avenge myself on you for a squirrel in Canada. We're not at all associated. It doesn't matter. I'm avenging anyway. The Watting ghoul moans as it wakes at you with its claws, and I go into battle wage. Look, if you're calling yourself an avenger, you have to tell me what you're avenging. Yes. Okay. And there we are. It is slain. 25 XP. Stepping over the remains of the undead creature. You promptly resume your trek along the passage more eager than ever to find the statue of the Headless Lady and rid yourself of Blacktor's Curse. Okay, north-southeast corner. A massive bronze sculpture of a store. sword stands in the corner of the passage. The tarnished sword, if it were an actual weapon, would be large enough for a giant to to wield. A stone snake, each of its scales carved in exacting detail, Winds its way around the blade of the stone sword. The snake's head, adorned with an engraved tackerback, peers out peers out at you from behind the sword's broad hill. I assume this this will do something at some point. Okay. That was a southeast corner. And there's a little and that is a square there, and the opposite of the square is a northern alcove. A sturdy stone, stone lever protrudes from the back wall of this wide alcove. Familiar symbols: attacker back is engraved on the edge of the square shaft. The lever currently set in up position position, as if it could be pulled down, then pull it down, I shall. With great effort, he managed to pull the stone lever down. When the thick length of stone was reached its lowest possible position, you release your grip. And it doesn't move, which indicates that's how it's supposed to be. And here, a sturdy sewn lever protrudes in the back wall of this wide alcove. Familiar symbols, an eye is engraved on the edge of this square shaft. The lever, currently set in the up position, looks if it can pull down. Pull the lever. The stone lever refuses to budge. You're about to remove your hand from the lever when a sudden jolt of energy surges up your arm, causing you to cry out and agonizing as an agonizing wave of pain passes through you. You promptly release your grip on the lever and wisely step back. Fortunately, it was only pain. It didn't do any damage, which is something. Okay, iron plate of dials. Eyes all round. The eyes will have it. Set it now. Pull the lever. Hmm. No, I've set it to all eyes and that didn't do it. Okay. Okay, so in the southeast corner there's an eye lever. A sharp wax. Wath- Wasping hiss and what's from the gloom up ahead As a massive black-scaled serpent slivers into view The fearsome beast escaping more Revealing a set of long and deadly fangs Swiftly winds its way towards you You instinctively draw yourself into a defensive stance As you prepare to engage the giant stake It's a black-scaled serpent I can fight it or I could run away I'm going to fight it uh, the massive black scale serpent hisses as it lunges at you. I wonder, was this previously the statue? Maybe it was. The savage bite of your enemy tears into your flesh for 11 damage. It keeps lunging and hissing, but it is slain. 73 XP thin pool of dark blood slowly widens beneath the carcass of the slain serpent. A pungent odour wafts up from the snake's remains and fills the passage, causing your eyes to water. Suddenly, somewhere far off along the gloom-filled passage, hear the sharp, unmistakable sound of metal striking metal. The eerie din lasts for several moments before becoming silent. Curious as to what the sound might pretend, and eager to resume your mission, you can make a quick check of your kill before once again setting off along the corridor. Okay, has anything changed with this statue? Oh, the shattered remains of a stone snake, which once wound its way around the blade of the bronze sword, lies... Heaped at the foot of the sculpture. Hmm. So, OK, I'm guessing the snake I just slain is somehow linked to this snake that's just been smashed. Because that makes sense, apparently. OK, to the northeast side. Here is a ghoul ste- seeker. Swipes at you with its blackened claws. I tried to drain my life force a bit. A deathly chill passes through you. As your undead foe drains away your life for six of it. But otherwise not the real problem. And it is slain. 25 XP for that. Yep, gotta get rid of that curse. Northeast side. Okay, here's another big bronze sword. And another stone snake. Stone snake around it and there's an engraved skull on this on the snake's head okay all right now let's go to another corner there's a square there doesn't seem to be doing anything in the northwest corner the engraved eye is on this snake okay I better set it all to I, so. Hmm. Alright, Ghoul Seeker, just quick combat that. Another 25 XP. And in the southwest corner, a stone stake with an engraving of a moon on it. Alright. There's an Avenging Ghoul. What's its Avenging? It hasn't said. Maybe it's just saying it's avenging, but it's not actually avenging. It's just picking a fight for no reason. Okay, I've gone. I've made my way down a, down an eastward passage into the middle. And there's an alcove to the south. A sturdy stone lever protrudes from the back wall of this wide alcove. Familiar symbols I and mean, the moon is engraved on the edge of the square shaft. The lever currently set into that position looks as if it can be pulled down. Pull the lever with great effort, you manage to pull the stone lever down. When the thick length of stone has reached its lowest possible position, you release your grip and it's stuck there now. The eastern Alcove, it's another lever and it's got a skull in it. Pull the lever, All right. I pull it down as far as I can go and it refuses to budge. Okay, going north. Here is a black, another black-scaled serpent. You instinctively draw yourself into a defensive stance as you prepare to engage the giant snake. Take that, your black-scaled serpent. Lunges at you and is slain. 73 XP. A thick pool of dark blood slowly widens beneath the carcass of the slain serpent. A pungent odour wafts up from the snake's remains and the passage, causing your eyes to water. Suddenly, somewhere far off along the gloom-filled passage, hear the sharp, unmistakable sound of metal striking metal. The eerie din lasts for several moments before falling silent. Curious as to what the sound may pretend, and eager to resume your mission, you make a quick check. Your equipment before once again setting off along the corridor. Okay, I assume one of those metals is those big bronze swords, but a massive iron door completely seals off the corner. Corner to these three familiar symbols an eye, a moon, and a skull are engraved inside a circle in the center of the door. The upper the upper left and upper white right corners of the door, each bear engraving of a serpent coiled around the blade of a sword. And to open the door... Nope, refuses to budge. I've got two more serpents to deal with, I think. Okay. What's going on here? All right, bronze stone snake, bronze sword, black scaled serpent once again. Just gonna smash them all, smash them all to bits. The massive black-scaled serpent hisses as it lunges at you and is slain for another seventy-three XP. A thin pool of dark blood slowly widens beneath the carcass of the slain serpent. A pungent odor wafts up from the snake's remains and fills the passage, causing your eyes to water. Subtly, Somewhere far off along the gloom-filled passage, hear the sharp, unmistakable sound of metal striking metal. The eerie din lasts for several moments before falling silent. Curious as to what the sound might put, might portend, and eager to resume your mission, make a quick check of your equipment for once again setting off along the corridor. Now, has anything changed at that door? think there might be... Goal seeker just Ghoul smasher. Uh, an avenging ghoul. What's it avenging? I'm not saying. Okay, here's the door. Okay, upper left, upper right, and lower left corners of the door, each bear an engraving of a serpent coiled round the blade of a sword. Okay. Now, Let's make our way through these, uh, through these doors. Avenging gore, quick combat that for another 25 XP. And a bit of healing too. Goal seeker, quick combat, 25 XP. Shattered remains of the stone snake in the southwest corner. And there's the entrance, make my way all the way around. Okay, can I pull the eye lever? Yes, I can. Okay, another black-scaled serpent. Quick combat that. It dies like the previous three. Okay, I think that that's probably all I need to do. Now I should be. I think I can get past that door. Four serpents have been slain. Don't know what swords did. Maybe they fought each other. Yep, upper left, upper right, lower left and lower right corners of the door. Each bearing an engraving of a serpent. Coiled round the blade of the door. Attempt to open the door. 64 to general. The instant your hands press against the massive iron door. The towering slab of metal shimmers brightly for several seconds and then vanishes. Oh, come on, that's just overdoing it. Teleporting the door, that's too much magic. It's showing off. Just open it. Then, you know, you can close it again for the next people. The passage to the east is now clear. Okay. Going east to the last square square of the dungeon, then south, and here it is. The imposing, headless statue of a woe's woman. Her long arms, outstretched to the east dominates the centre of this cavernous dome chamber. The towering sculpture is nearly identical to the one you encountered in the Wounds of Black Tor. Standing before the statue, you are overcome by a strange sense of calm that serves to help you momentarily forget the peril that surrounds you in this ancient ancient pe- ancient temple. Now to use those items. Okay, it's some I got an item, I forgot which. Marked stones Pouch of Marked Stones, there it is. Using there. 256 experience to general. You reach into the leather pouch and retrieve the three Marked Stones. Recalling at Matt destruction dis- instructions, you cast the stones down at the feet of the statue. Almost at once, it feels as if a great weight has been lifted from your soul. The three stones clatter about the base of the statue each of them flipping and tumbling into their emblazoned marks that turned face up. Three familiar symbols, an eye, a moon, and a skull. Now, now I spread out at the feet of the headless lady. An overwhelming sense of relief washes over you, but the sensation is short-lived, without warning. The floor shudders violently, small cracks spread through the massive blocks, to make up the temple walls, and chunks of stone begin dropping from the chamber's domed ceiling. Oh, come on, come on, why if someone else get cursed? You can't go and destroy this temple. Anyone could get cursed. <laughs> As you turn towards an exit from the chamber, your foot splashes through a shadow puzzle, forming, combe- forming above a thin fissure in the floor. How engulfs you as you realise that Fallen Tweed is sinking into the swamp. Oh, it. But it's an important cultural artefact. It's an important cultural site. Oh no. You rush out the collapsing tanger- chamber, narrowly dodging the choppling chunks of stone as they smash into the floor on all sides. As you reach the grand arch that serves as the threshold for the wound, you turn and watch as the head, headless lady, as the statue of the Headless Lady is unceremoniously crushed beneath the impossible bulk of a falling slab of rock, covering your face to avoid breathing in the billowing dusk that's following you out of the chamber. You slip into the passage to the north. I don't know what this is about. It's not even a tomb and it's collapsing. You're standing before what was the threshold to the chamber that holds the towering statue of the headless lady. A massive heap of rubble now fills the grand stone arch that led to the cavernous womb. A series of violent shudders run through the floor and passed directly beneath your feet as the ancient walls on either side of the passage continue to shake and buckle. The temple known as Fallen Tree is swiftly sinking into the swamp. Immediately realise you must quickly make your way out of the collapsing sculpture structure before you become trapped here forever. OK, that's all I can do. I mean, I've made my way out of collapsing sculptures be- structures before, and I will do it again. Hmm. Suddenly, a violent tremor surges along the passage, nearly shaking you off your feet. Before you even had a chance to steady yourself, part of the nearby wall crumbles and buckles and collapses. Large chunks of stone topple into the corridor all around you, picking a number, bonus of 40, 20 from agility, 10 from body, 10 from luck. Got to get 75 or more, or be bulked on the head. 112, success. You twist to your side, narrowly dodging falling chunks of stone from the toppling wall. Lacing no time you step over the heap of rubber in the centre of the passage and quickly move off along the shaking corridor okay let's make my way to the entrance exit. Oh and this wall collapses too same check again. 49 failure. One of the falling chunks of stone glances off you knocking you to the floor of the passage 5 damage wounded but very much alive, you stagger to your feet and quickly move off along the shaking corridor. Okay, you're standing. Okay, you're standing just in doors are seals shut. Doesn't appear any way of opening. The passage continues to shudder. Several large chunks of stone drop from the ceiling and shatter upon impact with the floor. A steady stream of water seeps into the corridor from a long fissure that runs down its centre, suddenly. You're taken aback when the massive stone doors suddenly shut and swing outward, floating the shaking passage with the dim grey light of the swamp, wasting not even a second. You splint out through the opening doors and wade through a pool of knee-deep deep muck, heading for a patch of solid ground to the west. You covered less than a dozen yards when a tremendous roar, that the gluttural bellows, a gigantic bog creature, rises into the air. You turn and watch with a mix of relief and awe as the ancient Temple of Fallen tree begins to rapidly vanish beneath the mur- murky, churning waters of Dragonmere deep. Shouts from behind, turn your gaze from the sinking temple to two bloodied, mud-covered figures making their way towards you. You immediately recognise Garl The two guides have both been wounded, but they are both very much alive. Your eyes quickly scour the surrounding mile. There is no sign of any undead that ambushed you upon your arrival here. You suddenly realise Jod is not there. <gasps> there "'They're all gone,' says Gar, as he and Wether move up and help you step out of the churning mile. "'Every last one of them is gone. "'A good number of them just collapsed when the temple started to crumble. "'Where's Jod? Did he find you? He went in after you.' "'You shake your head and tell Gar that you never saw Jod anywhere in the ruined Temple. "'Together with your two battered companions, you turn and stare out.' across the perilous pool of muck, into which the last elements of, mer- of fallen tree are slowly sinking. Jod knows our temples, maybe better than anyone says Wellinor, the, the tone of his voice more hopeful than Resolute. If anyone could have made it out of there, even after all of this, it's Jod. As Wenor begins moving around the perimeter of the temple site, calling for Jod. You and Gar maced no time in embarking upon a search in the other direction. The swamp hisses and bubbles as the mighty monuments and thick stone walls of fallen tree continue to, deep, to dip beneath the mur- the muddy surface of the bog. For nearly an hour, the three of you roamed the edges of the sunken wound- ruins, seeking any sign of your missing companion. Several times, Wellinor ventures into the mire, leaping across the tops of the disappearing stone columns while calling out for Jod. Have you been just a few moments longer in there? you would likely have shared Jod's face, says Gar, his tone grim as his eyes be- continue to scour the surrounding swamp. Just... Just a small while longer. Had he been able to get out? he would be here with us now, at last. Gar tells you and Wennor, there was little hope that Jod survived the temple's collapse. He suggests that you make your way back to Wanderstone, while well, there's still enough daylight by which to navigate the swamp. Wennor, although initially opposed to giving up the search for Jod, ultimately abandons his protests at as he seems to accept the futility of continuous, continuing the hunt. He's now at west, the most ancient sight of our face, says Gar, as the three of you bid a final, solemn farewell to Jod Longai. May Our Lady bring him comfort as he sleeps. With Gar leading the way, the three of you embark on the long and arduous trek to the southern reaches of Mere deep. A difficult, though uneventful journey that alas comes to an end inside the stables. Stables at the edge of Wonderstone. Well, that's a bummer. I don't want, I didn't, I didn't want anyone to die. I wanted a fun road trip and a curse lifted. There, waiting in their stalls just as you left them are your four enchanted steeds. Oh no, that's... Empty steed, that's... That's sad. Few words were exchanged as you, Gar, and Wenor prepare your horses for the lengthy... for lengthy journey back to High Meadow. At Gar's suggestion, the three of you decides to set out at once. Wenor, always the quietest of your three guides, seems to have taken Jod's passing the hardest. He sensed that he and Jod were closer to each other than to Gar, perhaps due to the similarity in age, and that they had known each other for a long time. I'll lead his horse back with us, says Wengor, as he begins to tack up the seed of his departed friend and companion. Don't suppose we should make one last... A loud groan tears through the stable, as the, as, as the massive set of doors at its western end slowly opens, your rising eyes are immediately drawn to the strange and manning, menacing spectacle now framed between the sturdy timbers of the sto- of the broad portal. A mud-covered figure, his face and torso almost completely hidden beneath a running layer of foul ooze, staggers into the temple and curses as he struggles to wipe, wipe, wipe some of the muck out of his eyes. You immediately west recognised Jod and rushed forward with Gar and Renlaw to greet your returning companion with a shoulder crossed. You might have waited just a bit longer, he says in a sarcastic tone, I mean long reaching gasps. I can see you lot breaking away heading away just as I broke the surface of the bog. Of course, I still had some work to do to get out from it. "'under some of that rubble. "'Remind me to tell you about it sometime. "'But it's not so fre- fresh in my mind. "'This muck is something else!' "'Jod draws his sword "'and casts the mud-covered weapon "'into the stable floor. "'He wipes away some of the muck and ooze "'streaming down his brow and smiles, "'casting a wary glance at each of you in turn. "'Then he laughs. "'Hey, you didn't die!' "'Glad to see you made it out of there,' he says to you, "'wiping his hands on his leather breech. "'A very big block of stone almost saw to it, I did it. "'It's a good thing I'm able to hold my breath. "'How would you fare, Zoop? Other than, "'Other than getting out of life, I take, take it that your curse is gone?' He provide Jod with a quick account of your adventure inside Fallen, fallen Tree. including of your tail, he nods, and while still wiping away the mud, that clings to nearly every square inch of his attire. He announces he will not leave Ronderstone without both a bath and a swallow, swallow and swallow vale. The inn we stayed in last night will do, will do for both. Or so I say. Says Gar, stepping towards the stable door. Could probably do all. Do with a wash. Some of us more than others. You're not in any wash to get back to high metal zoo, are you? Good, come on then. Just tell some people you fell into the swamps, says Nor. as he steps past Jod, his remark eliciting a scornful black glance from his muck covered companion. Jod picks up his sword, does his best to clean off the blade, and returns the weapon to his sheath. He glances at you, rolls his eyes, turns for the door. Content to put off an immediate return to High Meadow for much needed west respite and wash, you follow your three guides out of the stables and back along the narrow lane that winds its way into the clustered heart of Wonderstone. And that is the end of this adventure. I get 2048 experience to general and 256 experience to all skills and powers, both of which are very nice. And this also unlocks the next adventure, which is also in High Meadow, which I guess I have to get back to, even not there already. It's called Fort Ironwind. Well, actually, I, I somehow got back to High Meadow from, all, from the other side of the kingdom. I guess nothing in particular happened on the way back. Okay, so the next adventure is called Fort Ironwind. The man in red armour steps forward and thrusts out his white right hand. He instinctively fall back and assume a defensive stance. Your swift remover, eliciting a series of puzzle, puzzled looks from both the armoured stranger and the grim, hooded men at his side. So, that is what the next adventure is. Now, I'm going to go to Hawklaw and we're going to save. So, I guess next time we'll be doing the Fort Ironwood adventure. Until then, farewell, fellow adventurers.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels.